What's the most weird slash terrifying confession you've heard from someone that was drunk? Bartender here? So many stories. Probably most terrifying is the woman who came into my bar years ago and had two shots and a drink and was real quiet for the first hour. Then she called me over and asked if I could call the police. I said, what was the problem? She told me that she had just stabbed and sliced the neck of a mugger in the alley and wanted to make sure he was dead first before she reported it. Note, police were called, mugger found dead, woman not arrested or charged. She denied ever telling me that she wanted to wait an hour before calling the police. Claimed that she had passed out in the alley and woke up, then came into the bar in shock. Once a dude was wearing a Tigger costume walked into a Halloween house party I was in. It was like 4am so we were all already smashed. He sat on my lap and tried to convince me that I am a trans guy, um, nay, and should transition and date him. Then he told me in detail how he violently hates his mom and exactly how he would like to murder and dismember her. He then also tried to convince me that I hate my mother, I do not, and I should kill her. When I said no, he yelled at me, left through the front four, and threw himself down the stairs. He was fine. They're bouncy trouncy fell down the stairs, fun 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 fun. But the most wonderful thing about Tiggers is... Uh, nothing from the sounds of it. Not me, but a friend. He was out with a girl he didn't know too well, and they got drunk. She said she was initiated into a gang. They just collected stray people they didn't know, took them to a warehouse, beat them up, and when they were thoroughly beaten slash broken down, she and the other recruits administered an overdose of H, killing them. There are weird people out there. You need to be careful. My male best friend at the time confessed me while drunk that he wanted to abuse my female best friend and that just the idea of it made him hard. Since the only way to get to her was with my help, he insisted that it would be great for us three to go to a separate room we were at a party. He said that while he was with her, I could either watch or join them since I was also pretty effable. Of course, I told him to go to hell. I grabbed my best friend and we both left the party. Needless to say, I broke ties with him and he can't get close to us. The three of us were 17 at the time. My parents were both drunk and got in a fight which escalated their emotions, apparently, and my stepdad had a mental breakdown due to the situation and came in my room to vent about it and basically admitted to me that when he was 16, he got a girl pregnant and they had my stepbrother and choked her during an argument. She didn't press charges because her mother said don't ruin his life over it, so that's how he got away with it. After that, he started talking about how he's actually killed people and how he's really about that life. Spent his teenage years hustling and selling drugs and never got caught because he had a fake ID or some crap. All the years I've known this guy, we barely talked and he threw all this at me one random night where I barely knew what was going on, lol. No, 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 not lol, unless lol stands for leave once alone, alone, I'm saying get the f out of there. I work at a bar and our staff had a huge problem with H a couple years ago. It was to the point that management was regularly having to sweep the bathroom for needles. Anyway, one of the guys was a friend of mine and I thought he was an overall good guy despite his crippling addiction. One night we were having a few drinks after work and he got a little too drunk and admitted that a couple months prior he had bought stuff from someone he didn't know and didn't trust. So he called up a girl he used with before and told her he had stuff and could he come over. He let her go first, and she immediately had a terrible reaction to whatever was in the drugs, seizing and ODing in front of him. He left her house without notifying the police or trying to help. He OD'd himself a couple months after. I had a neighbor. She was young and a serious alcoholic. 
She'd been a nurse before I met her, but was under some type of investigation because pills at her job had gone missing. One night she was super drunk and told me that she had put pillows over some of the elderly patients' faces and suffocated them because she couldn't stand to see them suffer anymore, bed sores and just in pain. I asked her about it when she'd sobered up, and she denied saying that to me. She passed away about three years ago, so I'll never know if what she said was true or not. I was on leave from the army with some mates and met a fellow from an adjacent unit. We all proceeded to get good and drunk when the fellow from the other unit told us about how he had fabricated an after-action report because he had killed a local and reported that he felt threatened. We discussed it the next day when sobering up and ran it up the chain of command. Turns out he never actually did what he claimed to do, but was probably thinking about it and described his plan to us in a way that made it sound like he'd already done it. About two weeks later, Scuttlebutt said that he was quietly sent to another base for reasons. Honestly, the combination of the topic and then this story starting off with the army, I was really prepared for something horrifying. I'm glad it ended up being just that. My uncle, who has always been an oasis of sanity and understanding in my family, got super effing drunk and told me he doesn't really care about anyone, not even me and that he fantasizes constantly about murdering everyone he loves, starting with the people closest to him first. He would take his time doing it. I told him he's been winning the fight against those thoughts every day for 40 years, and he's been 100% successful so far, and tried to change the topic. He started laughing and started carrying on about how fun it would be to give in to those urges and how no one would be able to stop him, and he got so excited by it that he had to go sit out in the sub-zero weather at 3 a.m. on the porch for a couple minutes to calm down. He was really graphic with what he wanted to do to his sister, my mom, and told me that after that, when he lived with my grandmother, he would sometimes stand over her while she slept, thinking of how much he hated being around her and wishing he could smother her. He has had walking blackouts in the past, so I took this issue to my parents, who have dealt with it before and haven't really been close to him since. I think he doesn't remember telling me any of this. Well, that is legit one of the more terrifying things I could imagine. A close family member who seems like the best just admitting that he's actually constantly enticed by the idea of detailed murder. I went to a dart tournament with an old college buddy last year who is now married. Anyway, he hit it off with his fellow finalist who also happened to be sporting a wedding ring. The two got so plastered on the free drinks they won that soon the talk of tungsten shafts devolved into them having their tongues in one another with her hand on his shaft. She took an Uber to the bar, so my friend decided to be a gentleman, tosses me the keys to his Tahoe, and says we can drop her off. So he folds down the rear passenger seat and lays down a few blankets in the back for the drive. I try not to watch, but hey, sometimes a designated driver has to use the rearview mirror, and it was pretty clear they were 69ing in the back. When I confronted my friend about his infidelity after we dropped her off, he confessed that it ain't cheating if you're both eaten, but how can you do that? The dude was too drunk to realize I was referring to his presumed guilty conscience, and instead provided me with a step-by-step -step guide on how I could also learn to nag women and speedily seduce them into 69ing in the back of my ride. It was terrifying, someone was still quoting the game in 2018. Last night I was at a comedy club. It was the 9 to 11 set, due late enough that most people had probably had dinner and some pre-show drinks. This one couple was seated at the front center table, literally at the base of the mic stand. Through three different comedians, he's hooting and hollering, clapping at everything, laughing at jokes during the setup, etc. Classic drunk distraction. So finally the third comedian decides to lay into him a bit. 
He claims to have been together with a woman for 20 years. She corrects him, six months. When asked about his job, he claims to be in the miracle business. She corrects, real estate. When asked about having troubles in relationships, he offers, brags really, that he went to prison for three years for selling 200 pounds of weed each month. Sure, a bit awkward is Drunk Bud is hijacking the show to talk about selling drugs at wholesale. As the comic is figuring out where to take this, the drunk guy follows up, Don't worry, prison was easy because I was willing to R them. That is the moment as a comedian you signal to one of the people doing security to come, as we would say, bust this table of some trash. And yes, I did a little stand-up back around a decade ago. Wasn't good enough to keep talking about. Moving on. When I was 16, I had a job as a dishwasher at a local bar, so being around drunk people was sort of the norm for me. Though one day, Steve, who was like a 50-something-year-old guy who works in the kitchen with me, comes and gets drunk on his day off. No big deal. Go ahead. It got weird, though, when he came into the kitchen and cried to me about how his boyfriend left him and how good I could make him feel if I gave him a quick blowjob. Of course, this caught me way off guard as I was 16 and I'm not even homosexual, so I just left the kitchen and found other stuff to do. Didn't really want to talk to Steve after that. I quit the job shortly after anyway. Please like and subscribe if you've made it this far. I hope you'll enjoy the rest of the video and have a wonderful day. My college roommate and I used to get drunk together a lot. She had a really dark history and she'd sometimes drunkenly tell me a lot about it as well as how effed up it had made her. She had been the one to find her father after he killed himself, and one of her uncles assaulted her all through childhood. She had a major eating disorder. Once we went to see a movie loaded drunk, and she threw up in her popcorn and tried to convince me it wasn't a big deal, and we didn't have to leave because she would have just thrown it up later anyways. I had to practically carry her home. She abused laxatives constantly and would mix fiber supplements in with her alcohol. She was also tremendously abusive to her partners and tried to manipulate me into feeling bad about myself occasionally, which was the main reason I stopped being her friend and moved out after not even a full year of living with her. A few years after I had stopped living with her, she called a mutual friend of ours drunkenly while he was hanging out with me, saying she was drunk on the side of the road. I told him he could go pick her up and bring her back here if he wanted. Turns out she was with her fiancé the whole time, and they were on the side of the road because a friend of theirs was trying to hit on her. She kept drunkenly talking about how this friend was into her and how surprising it was, and trying to get us to reaffirm that this girl had a crush on her and going over and over all the things that indicated this girl wanted to F her. All in front of her fiancé, who was just quietly sitting there looking incredibly uncomfortable. At one point, she actually got to the point where she was asking, why shouldn't I date X name? And I just bluntly said, uh, I don't know, because you're effing engaged to someone else? Her fiancé was just sitting there, right beside her the whole time. It was at this point that our mutual friend suggested he drive them both home. Probably he could tell I was a bit upset on behalf of the fiancé. When her fiancé tried to help her get up and get her shoes on, she started screaming at her not to touch her, clawing at her arm with her long nails, saying that she wanted our mutual friend to do it because she loved him, and talking to him about how they could have a beautiful future together. I'll never forget her fiancé's expression as she followed her down the stairs to get in our mutual friend's car. She was livid. She was mouthing to herself, B, B, you effing B over and over again because she clearly didn't feel like she could stand up to her. They kept dating for at least three years after that. A couple of the fiancé's friends even told me they had set up an emergency signal in case she ever decided to get out. 
In the end, it took moving to a different province and getting her career on track before she finally ended things. I have no idea where the original person is now or what she is doing. Last I heard, she was briefly hospitalized for something liver-related at 26 years old because of how hard she'd been treating her body. Even though she seems like such a spiteful and manipulative person, I honestly can only feel sorry for her because I know it's because of her really effed up past. I hope she gets help someday. It's really big of you to acknowledge that she is almost certainly the way she is because of what she's been through, and it's sad to know that. But also remember that there comes a point where a person has to take responsibility for themselves, especially if what they are doing is hurting others. So not terrifying at all, but weird. Met a guy who had a effing sweet home. Had a horde of futuristic tech, including a fingerprint-reading front door lock, considering this was like 10 years ago and it wasn't a rich area, it was a big deal. He drunkenly told me he got paid a six-figure salary to go into huge multinational companies and tell them what looked crap. He didn't even have to say what to do instead. He wouldn't tell me how I could also do this job. At least he let me play Halo on his 100-inch or something TV. In 2006, my mom's boyfriend told me he killed a man and told me how he did it. He told me it was the best way to kill a person and I needed to know for self-defense. My mother had allowed us to have a party at her house and we were all pretty drunk at the time. The story gets really weird weeks later when my friend is over and she has a picture of her deceased father on her keychain. My mom's boyfriend freaks out and takes me aside and explained that was the man he killed years ago. I was always under the assumption that he was just found dead from like a heart attack or something, but actually he was murdered the same way my mom's boyfriend described to me. I researched a little and found that it was in fact a cold case from about 2000 or 2001. I called the tip line number and told them what I knew, but as far as I know, nothing ever came of it. My mom's boyfriend is dead now, and I still believe he murdered my friend's dad. Not a confession I heard, but one I told when I got too drunk. I was telling my friends how I missed my friend who died in a car accident, and I told them I was trying to suppress my feelings during the funeral. Next thing you know, I was bawling my eyes out and saying he didn't deserve to die at 19. Still remember my friends trying to calm me down, but I missed him like he was my brother. Still do, even after I sobered up. I was with some friends, some old and new. This girl I never met was there. Everybody was having a good time and everything was fine until this girl, Sarah, and I realized we knew some of the same people. We started talking about a guy, John, who was a really short, thin, and cute guy. She started going off about how absolutely gorgeous he was because he was anorexic, which I hadn't known. Sarah just gushed on and on about how attractive he was because he was so thin and how he just needed some help, saying she would love to be there for him and support him through illness. Not even suggesting she'd help him recover, it actually sounded like the opposite. It was really sickening to hear, especially because I went to school with John and was in his English class. One day he threw up suddenly and had to leave class. It being middle school, people made fun of him. I don't think people knew he was having such a hard time. Listening to her talk about how it was so hot that he was sick was difficult to say the least. My friend and I kept giving each other the can you believe this look. Please leave your story in the comments. I would love to make a video on them in the future. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe.